Transparency Talks podcast is brought to you today by 3M Hair Studio. 3M Hair Studio is a marketplace for women of all shades, shapes, and sizes to find their highest quality hair extensions, organic skincare, the latest in trend and fashion, and more. Their fashion collection ranges in sizes from small to 4X. They are proud to introduce themselves as a U.S.-based company. They ship to the U.S. and Canada. Follow them today on Instagram at 3M Hair Studio and visit them online at www.3mhairstudio.com. Make sure you sign up for their rewards program. You don't want to miss their amazing monthly deals. Once again, that's www.3mhairstudio.com. What's up, everybody? This is your girl, Butter V. Rocka on Transparency Talks Podcast. Listen, we have an amazing show today with the one and only national recording artist, actor, Mr. Dave Tolliver. How you doing today? Oh, I can't complain if I do ain't nobody listening. No way. I'm I, listening. I'm, I'm, I'm listening. No, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't bore you with all of that. I'm, I'm excited <laughs> to be here. You know, it's always good to see y'all sing and tell. And uh, I'm just, you know, I'm happy to be seen, period, man. You know? Definitely. Definitely. So I want to just go ahead and kick it, get right into uh, the middle of things. Let's dive um, in. Yeah, let's dive on in. So Dave, um, I have known you for a long, long time, and um, you are an amazing singer. I know everybody wants to know, how did you get started in singing? And then uh, then we'll go into how you got signed to, um, to Gerald Levert and everything. Uh... Because I had it on Do Not Disturb. Uh, I started singing, man, as a as a little boy, man. You know, my family was heavy laden, he- heavily laden singers. Um, my grandfather was a singer, choir director. My mom was a singer, choir director. Uh, my uncle, who I call my dad, uh, was in radio. He started me off with radio. He was also uh, was in music. He has records that people have sampled. He's got, you know, Black Eyed Peas sampled his stuff. All kinds of people have sampled his stuff. Uh, and it just kind of fell in my lap. Um, I started off as a little boy singing in the choir, Buzz the Palmer's Choir, at one of the boring, boring, most boring denominations, AME Zion. It's like an all-black Catholic church. Um, you know, uh, and, and from there, I started doing radio, and then it just, you know, everything else just kind of just matriculated into here I am now. You want the condensed version? I know you don't want the long version. We gonna, I know we can get into that. Well, I mean, yeah, we gon we're gonna dive in a little bit more than that. Yeah. When did you form your, your group and when did you get signed to Gerald Levert or did it come was it backwards? No, it, you know my, my group, um, Jason and myself, we started singing together, I, I guess as kids. His my mom and his mom were best friends for thirty years before my mom passed away. So we were always together and uh, you know, his family was heavily later with evangelists. His dad was a legendary evangelist, Leonard Champion. Uh, uh, you, some of the gospel greats that you'd ask today would know who his dad was. He never made it to the superstar status, but they feared him because he had this baritone voice that was ridiculous. And so uh, the two of us, we would be together and we just were always singing, you know, and we sung together and we started playing around with it. And uh, the first person to tap into it was, you know, my uncle, my dad, uncle, I call him that. Um, he put out a record on us. This time I was like 16. We had a group that was called BBT, Big But Talented. We always been chunky. We wasn't fat, then we were chunky. Same difference. You know, just a play on the words. <laughs> we had a record out called Do the Beethoven. It was a rap record and then, but it was singing and rapping. And then we had another record called Girl that was on the flip side of it. And it, and it did okay, you know, regionally in the area, Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, then after that, we, we you know, we. We, we still kept, we were singing at all the talent shows, the rib burn-offs, notice the food places. Uh, we even sung at a couple nightclubs. I was like 16, he was 13. Um, then we met Gerald Levert. Um, one of the, like I start, like I said, I started working in radio. Uh, he, he put, he called me one day while I was in school, after I got home from school, he said, you need to come in and work at the radio station. I knew how to work all the stuff. He said, he, he asked me, he said, you need to come in and work tonight. That turned into, a, a second career that that lasted, you know, from like 86 to 2000. So I would go on the road, come home. So 
we went to one of the this jockey's house at the station who was a singer and we went ended up being at the uh after party gerald comes in everybody's like sing 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 for gerald this is 1986. Yeah. we sing for gerald and he was like yo i'm gonna hook y'all up we ain't seen him again for three years oh wow because at that time that's when that album that that wasn't their that was their their first major release the big throwdown and that when pop 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 and um yeah that my forever love and i think casanova yeah casanova too uh took i mean they were gone they were on the road with everybody um so of course we didn't get to see them and uh then you know believe it or not after that they saw me uh I was I was dancing um, with this group uh, called Johnny O and the Sorcerer Crew. If you if you're familiar with the Nerve DJs, uh, Johnny O is the uh, CEO of the. It's one of those like record pool things to do, where you know you get if you're a DJ in the club, you you get a membership and you get serviced all the records. And uh, at the time, they were you know one of the first people in the country to do you know regional record, you know selling out your trunk and you know moving numbers through distribution companies and stuff like that. So me and another one of my homeboys dancing for that. And so we saw Gerald coming out of the studio and he was like, yo, I got this idea for three big dudes that can sing, that can dance, that can blah, 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 blah. I said, cool. So he said, come up to the studio. So I called Jason and I took two other guys and we went up to the studio and uh, we auditioned. Like when we got to the studio, uh, Steve Russell from Troop was there. Uh, the Rule Boys were there. Of course, Gerald, his dad was there. Everybody was there. Uh, we did really good. The other two guys, not so well, as you can see. Um, and I'm gonna condense the rest. It, it, it's, it's longer because that was like 89. And then we didn't come out till like May of 92. But the two of us, and those other two guys didn't make it. We got another guy. His name was Alfonso Doc Walker. And he just didn't, he was dope, but he, it, for him to be in the group, it would have been like living on the outside of an inside joke all the time. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And it just didn't work out. So, but he, he was dope though. And uh, I'm gonna tell you who he was. Remember R. Kelly had come to Atlanta recently and it was a guy that they had on TV that he had said had cleaned out his house and robbed him. Remember that news story that came on TMZ? Mm -hmm. And he said that Rob told him to do it on purpose. That was the guy. He was the oh. third guy. Yeah, that was him. Yeah, so, and that's it. Thus, therefore, and all that. And before that, we were called Boys from the Hood when we first signed with them. But then after that, we were like, nah, B, that, that name just doesn't fit. Like, I'm gonna be 50 in a few days. So it's like, nah, I wanna be Boys from the Hood at 50 years old. And I heard something on a uh, ABC song and it said something about men at large. I'm like, that's it, that's it. <laughs> Here it is, whoop, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's a that's a very interesting story. So y'all stored uh, your your song um, uh, stored blowing up, and y'all stored touring everywhere. What was Man. one of your what was one of your most memorable moments? Man, we talked about this last night because you know people have asked so many questions since him and I separated. Like people kept calling me asking was he alive was he dead what's he doing why is he not doing this are y'all still cool are y'all getting back together to do music so last night on my Facebook we did a two hour face to face like you know Kobe and Shaq and Magic and Isaiah did on ESPN 30 for 30 and and it was it was real dope because both of us got a chance to uh go over some things that uh we both have forgot and just tell some stories so um uh, you made me forget the question. Tell me the question one more time. <laughs> Your most memorable moment. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's what it was. <laughs> so, uh, I'm just being on that road, man. There's nothing like being on that road. To even to this day, even if I'm going on a family trip, I have this thing. I'm not really like you know how I, I think the things that happen to you come from here and the energy that you put out. Like even bad luck and like karma. People, you know, they, they really focus on the thing. And people think I'm crazy when I say that, but like, if you sit up here and say, oh, dude, this is gonna happen. Oh, it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen to you. So I, I say, like on my birthday, like New Year's Eve, I always try to, to do something. I don't really believe that, you know, but I, so like when I come home, I always like to have, I keep my backpack 
for at least another week or two because then maybe somebody will call and be like, yo, we got another gig. But most memorable moments, uh, some of my most memorable moments, um, we talked about this last night. One of them was uh, a concert we did uh, at Hampton Coliseum. We, we were always touring with the 90s Rat Pack, I call it. It was Silk, H-Town, Shy, SWV, Jade. Um, and it, we, it was always us. And it was a night where, like, every night everybody wasn't hitting, but it just seemed like every night we was killing. And this night, it seemed like everybody had their mentors. And this was the night where Soul For Real was out, too. They came. And Hev was with them. Keith was with Silk. And uh, I don't know, everybody who had a mentor was with them that night. And I was like, dog, there's 12,000 people out there, dog. I said, yo, we got to come out here and smash these dudes. And they would always put us toward the end of the lineup because we was that hot. We was that, I don't say we were that hot, but we were that good. He was like, yo, we're going to come from the back of the arena and walk through the crowd. Man, we walked, it was 12,000 people standing. We were, and we used to come out to the big payback, boom, 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 and we used to be like stepping like we was, you know, boom, 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 man, the crowd was like, doo, doo, doo. and they were, they was going berserk, and then when we hit the stage, they was like, because it was like, some people couldn't see it, they just, they just saw the crowd moving, and they heard music, and when we got to the stage, ah, it was it was it was berserko. Yo, cats was flipping, man. That, but there there were so many moments, and, and, and last night was, uh, man, it was a testament. Uh, it was it was just it was a dope. It was a dope. It was it was really great last night. The the thing we did, talking about some of our memorable moments. Yeah, that was one that stands out. But I got a, a bunch of. I'm long winded too, so sorry. Uh, oh, it's all good. Stamina uh, is what it's called. Stamina. All right. <laughs> All right, Mr. Stamina, man, he's so funny. Okay, so, um, um, all right, so a lot of things have changed since um, Gerald LeVert has passed and, and and since you went solo. How has going solo back then and now being a solo artist changed and, you know, in your tr transition? Um, I, I think back then I, I attempted to go solo when Jason and I separated and I think it would have worked, but for the life of me, I, I didn't have the power of, of believing in me mm -hmm. and going with me first, as opposed to believing what everybody else was saying. Hey man, they got some money and they gonna put it behind y'all, man. Find you a new member quick and, and, and go, 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 go. You know, that's you gonna ask me what are my regrets were? Are, I, that I regret not fulfilling what I wanted to fulfill at that time. And now, you know, 20 years later, I'm still trying to chase that. But I'm not really trying to chase it because I don't really have the energy to chase it, nor the legs, as you've seen. Uh, but <laughs> I, um, you know, the difference now, it's, it's much easier because you don't even have to leave your house. If you have enough resources and things, if you have a couple a couple of good iPhones or maybe a good camera, a, a nice basement, a, a, a white wall, a green wall. Uh, you know how to work the editing or you just take the footage and send it to somebody. Uh, uh, got a couple of dollars to put into some boost, boosting some posts or doing some ads and uh, get you a good team or people that'll work with you. You only have to leave your house. Like, like Tony Terry, that's my big boy and I love him to death. When COVID hit, this fool was just, he's a workout. He's like almost 60. The dude looks like he's in his 20s body-wise. Right. And, and I admire that, you know what I'm saying? Because I don't have the energy to do that. And I, I, pro I probably never look like that, but I mean, there's something more that I can do for myself like that if I worked out like that. Part of it is genetics too. So, you know, my family is, you know, a lot of them are fat. So, you know, it's going to pour. But, you know, to break that code, you have to do something really disciplinary to break those codes sometimes. And I haven't. So, um, man, you know, I keep losing, damn it, brother. I keep losing track of what we're talking about because I keep going over here and over there. Damn, I hate that. I it's okay. You know, we can, we, we can go I'm with not the not high. I'm for you. I'm not high. Uh, oh, the viral thing. So he, he went out with his son when they went straight uh, quarantine. He was walking through the park because he's a physical fitness nut. 
and he saw a couple getting married and it was just them and the parishioner and he said hey can I sing for you guys he sung when I'm with you and the video went viral it got over a million something views I said damn I told my wife I said listen next week we're going to the park to search for some <laughs> unsuspecting couple but I didn't do that because but you know what though it probably would have worked but then I would have got I would I would have gotten suspected as you know chasing but I mean everybody else does it so why not me I'm just not I'm just not thirsty for life like that I believe that what's for me is going to be for me and you know I've, I've had viral moments but just not in this day and time <laughs> you know what I'm saying they yeah. were viral moments but not in this era of times where they are viral moments when you need the viral moments so right. I mean you know what happened I, I got a daughter and a son that they'll catch one when they decide to listen and take advantage of what's happening on I, I can't I can't if you thirsty I can't force you to drink water you know I can't force you it's right there you know? right so, right amen I actually um had interviewed Tony and he and um that incident had just happened so we talked mm -hmm. about it it was pretty cool his old um, lucky ass <laughs> no but Tony Tony has been working hard man I, I get mad he has been working hard and, and that's just a true testament to you know dedication perseverance and not letting people tell you no and that's what people ask me man how have you lasted so long i said man i, I don't believe what other people believe i believe in me and, and i believe in my value and my worth and nobody can tell me that i'm not worth that it's, it's just like a, a, a woman and her value you can accept what somebody will give you or you can move on to where somebody's going to appreciate and show you your value and that's what i've done and i've found those those people that appreciate and know my worth and they pay me yeah, so that, that, and that's what you have to do. You, you yeah. do it. You don't work no regular job. Hell, you do the same thing. You're successful in what you do. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I tell people technology is a thriller and a killer. You know, the tech, the the, the tech, the, the thriller part is, is that you can be, do, or say whatever, whoever, be whoever you want, and, and be really successful out of it. And, you know, because people, life is perspective, not reality now, and so. The, the killer part of it is that nobody's passionate about anything again anymore. You know, it, it, well, hell, if I can do that too, I'm gonna just go ahead and do that. You know, I'm going to the studio. I just, I just bow, 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 press a button. E even as, as far as down to dating, everything, it's, it's no passion into it. You know, a couple guys, I don't wanna throw them under the bus. You know, you go on the road, we in the city, and we just chilling, man. I'm bored, I'm about to go on POF. I said, man, what the hell is POF? Plenty of fish. I said, what's that? He said it was this little side that lets you know where the girls at in your area and if they like you, you look up. I said, what is that easy? I mean, I knew it was for my son when he was in high school and stuff like that, but I'm like, damn, dudes, 30s, 40, and 50. That that's that at that at that point in time, women should have learned that lesson. But I mean, what's good for the goose is good for the gander. Amen. Yeah. Amen. 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 Amanda. So um, you also uh, you also are an actor, and you've done a lot of plays and different things. Um, can you elaborate a little bit on that? When did you well, get first, started acting? First, let's address the elephant in the room because okay. you didn't hire me for your play, and so I'm I'm still carrying a, a you know a, a grudge for that. And no, I'm joking. Um, but I was very happy for your play, and I didn't get a chance to make it to it either. Uh, I've been in about forty plays, man. I started doing plays, you know, when things started to slow down for, you know, that, that was the thing in the late 90s, you know, when, when the plays started to, when, when the music started to slow down, then you jumped on a play. Mm -hmm. But then when the writers went on strike, then all the actors, all the B and C actors from Hollywood start taking all the jobs. And unless you were like a more popular R&B guy, you know, you really didn't get, but I mean, for me, it's good money and, it, and it's, 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 to me, it's, I don't know, man, I could take, I could take one and leave the other one and leave one and take the other one. You know, I, I love acting and, and, and I love, you know, acting and singing. Like I, I've been in a couple of plays where they didn't have me sing and I'm like, dude, this is a waste of my time. I mean, the money was good, but it's like, man, if I'm not going to be in a place singing, what is the point? Yeah. Like, so, I but I, I've, I've done like four, about 40 plays. I've, I've acted with some great people. I've been with Delma from Good Time, Dave Hollister, of course, Gerald and Sean LeBron. And at one point, it seemed like me and Sean were in so many plays together. I was either his, his little brother, ironic, his little brother, uh, or I was either his henchman. 
I've had I've had a, a some blessed experience. Mary Mary, you know Erica from Mary Mary, uh, Nikki Gilbert, Brownstone, Monifa, a bunch of people, man. Uh, I've, I've I've had a uh, blessed experience with the players, and I was telling Tony the other day, I said, man, it's time for us to start working for Cavs. We need to write our own joints, man, like you did. Yeah. That's yeah. why that's why you don't have to work because you take the initiative to do. Yeah. You know, yeah. some sometimes as artists we get spoiled, man, and we, we still expect people to just come to us and do blah blah. You know, I'm like, I'm at this point, like, man, I got one now that's that's cold. It's kind of like a love story called Rehab. You want to write it, you have it. Okay. It's kind um, of a true story, too. What One of the things that I had to, that I definitely had to learn um, early on, because um, I don't know if you noticed, know I had two deals on the table, one with Warner and one with Sony, and I got into a car accident, which left me drinking from a straw for six months. And it what? took me, yeah, it took me a year to come back out. And when I came back out, the deals were no longer on the table. And the uh, the third company that wanted to sign me, Island Records, um, they just told me straight up, you know, butter, you, you've missed the boat. You know, they was now um, signing 14 and 15 year olds and I'm 18. So, you know, I kind of, you know, started doing the back background thing. I started doing stuff for um, TLC, did a lot of stuff over at um, Darp Studios and everything. But one of the things that I had to realize is, okay, um, you can't let somebody else determine, you know, uh, your success. And I might not have the label, that major label behind me, but there's so many things that you can do, um, you know, yeah. to get out there. So since you 2007, yeah, since 2007, you know, I'm always gone overseas. I start getting it, and and I have done just as many shows as a, as a major, except I don't have to pay them to have to pay a major. And I mean, from from performing for prime ministers and ambassadors, I mean, I've done. I need, a lot I need of that plug. Shows. I need yeah. that plug. I need that plug. I want to go overseas because if I go overseas, I probably ain't coming back. You I'm know serious. what's so funny to me? I've had, and I, and I, you know, I know a lot of national recording artists. I've had some of them ask me, "How am I getting overseas, and can I help them get overseas?" And I'm like, "Dude, you got, you've had your song on Billboard. You've had this, and that's, you know, that's something you know, that they, I've never had." They call, they call, but they balk. It's probably just not that. A lot of times, it's that middleman yeah. that they have calling, and they don't really have the actual you know, finger to pull the trigger on the deposit or the actual situation. Right. It, it's like that man sitting next to the man sitting next to the goddamn man. You know what right. I'm saying? That, that ain't right. really, it ain't really right. that guy. He, you know, yeah, man, you know, he really that, yeah, I hang out with him in his head. I really hang, he, the truth is, in the bubble over his head say, I really just hang out with him. I really don't have no say so. But man, it'd be dope to be telling people, I talk to this dude and then make up a story right. that this happened and do, you know, go back and tell your man, no, don't F with him, man, he da 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 That's what they do. Yeah. And that's how the game get ruined, man. That's why, you know, I've, I've learned the hard way to get my my team tight, man. And and I've just, because of trust issues and things that I've seen, I'm at, at about to be 50 in a few days, have just really been able to let them reins go just to call, because of all the things that I've been doing, man. But hey, yeah. it is what it is, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. <laughs> uh, so you've had some health scares. Um, can you talk about that? How you know? No, I know you know. Um, <laughs> well, I've, uh, the, the, the latest thing, I, I, I had like one, and, and that was because I had like a hip surgery, man. And uh, when I woke up from that hip surgery, I had no feeling or movement like in one of my legs. And, and like, I could do this, I couldn't, but I couldn't move my foot. And I'm like, yo, I'm saying, but then I also had like blood clot infection and something called a weeping wound. I was like, what the hell? So weeping wound is where they take the staples or the stitches out, but no matter what they do, it keeps bleeding. It, it just, it's mm. nothing they can do. It just keeps bleeding. So I'm basically wearing like a diaper to bed, a di like walking around with this shit on like taped onto my side because I'm bleeding all day. Wow. It's just bleeding. It's a, it was a bloody man. I would wake up in a pool of blood. I'm like, dogs. And they saying it was fluid or some stuff like that. So then I, I go to rehab from the hospital. Then that's when I get the infection. Uh, you know, and it's probably because I was an ambulatory patient. I didn't need much help. So they would have me go to the shower because I could go in there. I would, you know, I'm learning how, I'm basically learning how to walk again. I go to the shower, 
I go to the bathroom in the morning. It looked like a crime scene because there's blood everywhere. I get in the shower, come back, sit down. Now they do have on gloves, but the gloves are touching everything and they're giving me towels and linen and it's sitting on my wound and I'm waiting to get a change. That's probably how I picked up the infection. Mm -hmm. They had me on like, you know, two or three different intravenous antibiotics. Then they said, well, it's swollen. I'm like, well, hell, I ain't been on it. They look and there's two blood clots in the bottom of my leg. I'm like, what the fiddlesticks? Wow. So yeah, it, it was it was a lot, man. And the only thing they did was give me antibiotics and keep me high all day. It, it was like, I was like on two or three different painkillers, muscle relaxers, anti-inflammatories. It was like, make up, wake up Mr. Tolliver, it's time for breakfast. Okay, Mr. Tolliver, it's time for you to wash your ass. Okay, it's time for therapy. Okay, it's time for lunch. Okay, it's time for therapy again. Okay, it's time for dinner. Okay, Mr. Tolliver, time for meds, time for bed. That's That was my life for like um, 43 days, like almost two months, man. And it was, uh, it was disparaging, man. It was, it was. It, I had to start going to therapy because, you know, I couldn't work. You know, I couldn't sit for long periods of time. I couldn't stand for long periods of time. I'm thankful to be back where I'm not because I, I, I fought, but I still went through these issues, man. And yeah. uh, you know, being a, a strong person most of the time, you know, there there aren't many people that I can call on, if any to help me when I'm in a situation. So 9.999, like a condom out of 10, I'm, I'm the one that is, is the one that, that holds everybody else down. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I, I, I realized I was chosen for this a long time ago, but I've had some, some broken moments, you know, especially over this, like I just lost my sister in December and that after losing my mother, both my grandmothers, uh, both my grandfathers, uh, my very, my best friend two years ago, another one of my best friends, like three weeks after my sister, it's just been so much shit. And then the ups and downs, especially with the career and then with this injury, I, I didn't work for like two and a half years. So you can just yeah. imagine the things I was going through mentally, emotionally, financially. Hell, I mean, since we've been transparent, started driving Uber, I did. I didn't yeah. have no choice yeah. because nobody would book me. But yeah. if you, had you had given me that overseas plug, you know, they would accept me because my voice was still impeccable. But, you know, I didn't have a choice, like, because I'm a man and it's not that I, I don't have pride issues. Like, I don't care what people think. I told people the other day on Instagram, I said, black lives don't matter until black people realize lives matter. If you don't, if you don't realize the value in yourself, no matter if you're fat, skinny, acne, pretty skin, tall, thin, short, if you don't realize the value in you, you will never be happy. You will never be satisfied. You'll never go anywhere. You will stay complacent. You will not be a fighter. You will lose. You will. Right. And you have to. And I, and I told them, I said, if I did not believe in myself, if I did not love myself, or if I, if, if you guys weren't around and I knew that I did, that I had to get up every day and fight, I probably would never get out of bed. I'd yeah. just sit here and pop these Percocets and be a-okay. But when I got these other three-fold lies that came in my life, I had to double it up. Yeah, you know, yeah. That's how I be. Yeah, I be. yeah. But you know, yeah, man, that, that hell scared, scared the hell out of me because I was spared for a reason. And uh, I realized that I'm chosen and I, I try to spread as much positivity as I can. Uh, I, I try to be a light, a beacon for folks, um, not to the point where I'm preaching God or the gospel, but I'm just preaching not even, I guess you, have, you want to call it preaching, call it preaching, but where I'm just trying to um, emit positivity to people, man. Like I even did my sister's eulogy. And, and the eulogy wasn't for, it, it was about her, but it was for everybody in that room, man. You know, because well, right now we in trouble. And we were in trouble before George Floyd. And, and like, I, I feel like my generation kind of dropped the ball from our mothers and our grandparents, all the stuff they went through, we dropped the ball because we kind of got tired of hearing it or kind of dealing with it. So we like, blah, we ain't gonna be like that. We're not gonna be forceful or, or corporal punishment or this, that, and the third. And, and, and it, it wasn't just the blacks, but it was everybody. So in turn, we all got leaning with our kids and we wanted to make this better place for them and make it easier for them. And, and if, if they don't get it before we all check out, they gonna be screwed. If they don't get it, 
before we get out of here, they're gonna be screwed because it ain't no turning back. It's like when I made that post about the black lives, just a, a, a lot of people were mad, but the majority of people were with me. But then there was a lady from Cleveland. She said, I understand my, my son was killed by a cop and seven people were murdered here yesterday or, or, or hurt by black people here. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, and then the shooting this past week in, in, in Cleveland, I mean, in Atlanta, you know, the shootings and stuff. And then they're trying to say that don't don't be quick to say it's black on black. It it could be other people inciting riots and different stuff like that. But I mean, I, I don't know. You can't believe everything you see on TV. You can't believe everything you hear. Right. Well, how many how many of us are doing research and checking things out? I, I saw a video yesterday. My nephew, um, the Michael Levert, Joe's nephew, put up, and and it, and it schooled me on a lot of things. But it was something that I had been, I, I had been, I, I knew it was like you don't. A lot of times we, what's, what's good going forward is that a lot of our young black youth, especially how a lot of these artists are becoming millionaires and some of them billionaires now, the next generation of young blacks will come inheriting wealth. And that's how a lot of them come, that's how a lot of people come through. You know, our generation, we come from slavery and it's passed down. A lot of us don't own anything. It comes from ownership and, and owning land and owning, owning realty and different stuff like that. How many of our ancestors and relatives had it? Right, right. So, I mean, you know, well, I, I got all off track, I'm sorry. Oh, no, 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 it's fine. Um, well, first of all, um, sorry I'm again, sexy. your sister. Um, second, you know, I can definitely relate to uh, your injury and how it, it takes a mental and emotional toll on you, um, financial mm. toll and everything, because, you know, I had surgery on my knee and couldn't walk and it, I was good, for over a year, literally. And yeah. when this is all that you do and all of a sudden your world is turned upside down and, and but the bills still come, you're sitting there like, oh, snap. <laughs> so and they, and they wouldn't give me disability. Yeah. Three times I applied, they wouldn't do it. Wow. Oh. I'm surprised you didn't get disability, but um, yeah, so I, I definitely can relate because like um, what I had to get people to understand is, okay, yeah, I can't tour, you know, and I can't dance and everything because a lot of the stuff that I would get overseas is me singing and dancing. So, of course, you used to seeing that package, you know, and everything. I like you know, that package. Huh? I like that package. Go ahead. <laughs> um, well, <laughs> you messing me I'm up. Sorry. sorry. What I was trying to say is that um, I had a I had a rough time with it as well, but I understood that it you know it takes hold on hold on <laughs> disability is really hard to get most of the time. Somebody just wrote on here. Yeah, no doubt it is. Yeah. Well, I forgot the people was listening. Oops, I'm all crazy. I forgot that. What's up, people? <laughs> I, <told you>. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot all about that. I forgot all about that. I'm, we transparent. I'm, everything I'm saying is is real. The package, yeah, I, the package comment and everything is real. So, hey. <laughs> and then somebody, Richard said, our test is a testimony to help others and thank you for sharing. Man, I, that, and that's what I do, man. And, uh, you know, sometimes, especially my daughter, I, 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 don't, I don't, you know, I don't get these teenagers today. Even, what is that, Generation Z and 22 and all that, I, I don't get them. Like, like I, I pray that they get it before we get out of here. I just do. Um, they don't understand sometimes why I'm on the phone all the time talking to people or helping people. You know, this is, I've, I realized that I have been chosen not to be in the pulpit, but to give it to people from a street point of view, a, a real point of view, not to quote scriptures and stuff to people all the time, which right. is fine if that's what you do, but to give it to them with my music, with my energy, with my, like, I, for some reason, I have been blessed to come up with words and metaphors and similes quick fast to explain situations to people and they'd be like man where you get i'll be like man i don't know you know where i got it from so um you know i appreciate that karen bryant um said her um daughter is legally blind and they denied her for the past eight years that's bull crap yeah that is that's bull if you can't if you can't earn in this country and, and you're not a a, a pilfer or somebody a vagabond or somebody you know, trying to live in the streets. It, it seems like that's where they want you. Because if you're in the streets and and you and you know no worth to this country, then you know 
they then they can do whatever they want to you. They can put you in these little areas or have you living on the street to desecrate the neighborhoods, make it look bad, you know, but yet we sending money and food and all kinds of stuff for support for the homeless in other countries. That's ass backwards. Hello, McFly, anybody home? We got our <laughs> own problems here. Clean up your own house first. Yeah, yeah. But you know what that's about, so it is what it is, man. Yeah. Okay, well, um, so your daughter also sings. I know that's man. a proud moment. I heard man. I heard some of her stuff. Um, you have your own you have your own show, the Dave Tolliver show. Um, you had me on there and you introduce a lot of artists and play a lot of artists that a lot of people haven't heard of and some some people have but you mm-hmm. expose a lot of different artists and everything and I had a chance to hear your daughter actually I've seen her um, when I came to one of your shows too um, she sung you had her sing in front uh, of you. yeah she she she's already like in total diva mode and I get it and you know I, I'm not going to say we, but I say I complain about it, but I created the monsters. You know, we created those the monsters that we complain and moan about. And, you know, I just only hope that they, they take the stuff that I taught them and apply it. I, and I always tell them, I say, hey, I, I don't have great examples of, of parenthood, especially being a dad. I'm doing the best I can. I said, anything you see it, that I do, that you think is good, apply it. And anything that you think is bad that I do, I said, think about it first. Right. Being a brat or, you know, you, you tripping because I didn't let you get your way or you shot at me and I shot back at you and you couldn't take it. Just be right. honest about it, you know? So she's good for that, but uh, she's amazing. And I, I made sure, I, I knew she was going to come out with a gift because all I did was sing in the belly and I stayed home with her for the first six months. I did everything, mm-hmm. everything everything and uh you know the washing the late night feedings i did everything for the first six months played classical music we took naps together the whole nine and uh she just she got it and her mom said she doesn't have a voice like that i said i got this and now she's been out singing me since she was about nine or ten years old she is she does some things that i can't do she does them runs and stuff like you do i can't do that now, how old is your daughter? She's 14 now. 14 now. And yeah. um, where can people uh, hear her music at? Well, she's on. Uh, she has her music on SoundCloud. We're getting ready to release it. Um, she, she had a bunch of records written and tracked out. I'm going to get her her own little setup in her room. She can, you know, and she goes to Landmark Christian School and they have a music academy. She was one of the reasons why they set up this whole academy there for her uh, and some students there. Uh, and she's learning, well, she already knew how to record herself on the Pro Tools, yeah. but they're, they're teaching her how to produce and take the racks, put the music into the Pro Tools, produce the track, right. uh, mix and master. So she's doing all of that. And, you know, the teachers are really high on her. We talked the other day, it was like, man, you know, don't tell nobody, but I want to work with your daughter. And there's a couple other people, you know, he's heavy into, he comes from LA, so he's heavy into film placements and stuff like that. So he's like, man, Danae just has something special. Uh, I want to work with her and we'll work out the, you know, the terms and all that stuff. But her stuff is on SoundCloud. It's uh, DNA underscore 14. DNA underscore 14 is where you can find a couple records she has right now. But she's got a, a plethora of records up in her room. I was on, do this, do this. And I'm not on her like that, but it's just a couple of times I've been like, go practice the piano. She said, look, just bring your big ass in here. Let me show you something. Yeah. And I was like this. Yeah. <laughs> they all charted out. The music is charted out. The song, I was like. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, the, you the, know. the new generation of our kids, they, they super succeed everything that we're doing because my son is a freaking beast um, from, mm. from playing drums. He's playing keys now. Of course, he reads music. He's teaching other people. He's singing, rapping. He can wow. edit. I'm like, like this is ridiculous. Yeah, um, dope. But let me jump over to one of these. Uh, Nikki said, hey, Dave and Butter. Dave, thank you for remaking Gerald's song. You did a great job. You did. It was really thank good. Thank you. <laughs> I, I, I tried to stay in inside the lines, and then but then put my flavor on it, man. I'm, I'm still working that joint. I'm still going, like, it's a bunch of visuals that I need to catch up on, like videos and stuff like that. I have somebody that said, man, let me just do these videos for you. Mm-hmm. And I've been sitting on my ass, sitting on my hands. 
But you know that, that I mean, you know, I'm, like I said, I, I still got the drive. It's just like just getting a little procrastinatory, if that's a word, procrastinative, whatever the word is. That was one of my. I'm doing these 50 facts in 50 days on uh, on my IG, and I think that was fact 26 or 27. That sometimes I'm a procrastinator. It, I, I haven't procrastinated to the point where I've lost anything, but I've missed a couple people's last breaths. My right. grandma's like, baby, you get, you need to go see Mr. Harris. Go no, he got that cat, so you, you gotta go see him. You know, he love you. And I missed it and a couple times. And you know, I, I make it a point to always go visit, call. I you know, I don't do Facebook happy birthdays without calling and stuff. You know, just I just, you know, I don't, you know. Yeah, you 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 are definitely a true friend. Um I, I can I can definitely attest to that because anytime I've ever called you or needed you or you just called to check up on me, you've got into my butt a few times talking about I ain't check up on you. Do, are you um, open to working with other artists, particularly um, with the younger generation? Are you open to listening to their songs? Yeah, or? yeah, yeah, I definitely do, man. I, you know, cats are always trying to charge people for stuff and I just, uh, I just don't, I always listen. I'm always open to listen and stuff like that. But you know, if I have to come out, you know, come to the box and, and do some work, man, and it might cost you a little bit, but it ain't gonna cost you thousands of dollars unless we're doing like a whole project. Right. And we gotta really sit down and, you know, talk the positive front, cause that's time. Yeah. You know what I mean? And depending upon the talent level, it is really going to determine whether I'm motivated to do it or not because I don't believe in taking people's money. I know there are people here with prestigious uh, um, artist development schools and they'll just take you and take your money for months yeah. and years at a yeah. time. And I, I can't do that. That's that's not the way that we should do things. And I, 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 I can't. Yeah. I, I just want, there've been many of, of vocal coaching jobs I've turned down because I was like, nah, no, nah, I don't have the time, my schedule. I, I can't do it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so yeah. it is what it is. Yeah. But I'd love to help her. I like to teach the world to sing in perfect harmony. But everybody can sing. So, <laughs> no. So, um, so um, your Dave Tolliver show, um, like I said, I know that you uh, highlight additional artists and everything. Mm -hmm. And and you let the crowd not necessarily they're not they're not judging saying oh you whack that type of stuff but you let no the, we don't do that crowd love a bone each other and you mm -hmm. show support for each of the artists and you just yeah. introduce you know new music and everything um how can someone um have you um you know promote their song or listen to their song uh just send it to the dave tolliver show at gmail.com you can post that the Dave Tolliver Show at gmail.com. The Dave D A V E T O L L I V is in Victor E R Show at gmail.com. And uh, we, we get it popping, man. You know, that that music review was for one time thing, but it, it went off so well. I, I might do it more. So many people are doing it and they charging cats. I just like. You got like four or five people on your thing, and you're charging people twenty five dollars for what? Who's gonna hear it? That's All like right. these young young cats going to these open mics, and you charging them fifteen, ten dollars. I mean, I get it, but ain't nobody in there gonna sign in. Who else? They performing for artists. If that's the case, they could just went on live at home for the same thing, you know, or just did it in the mirror because. Like you in front of artists, ain't nothing coming out of it. So he might just be practicing at all. You know what I mean? But one thing I, I do notice here about the difference in, in at home, and it's, it's kind of changed from Cleveland here, is that I, I do see, especially like I love hip hop. So in the independent era, rooms and realms and stuff, the, the guys they they do kind of support each other, and they uh, they don't, I don't see a lot of hating. If they do, they they say it behind closed doors, but I see. You know, cats grooving and supporting and dapping and all kinds of stuff. So, you know, it is what it is. What a T.I. is. What a T.I. is. Mm -hmm. So, uh, Dave, you, you did something that I also did recently. I think yours was maybe two years ago. You graduated. Oh, yeah. What you did you graduate? all in my business. You, you, know, I, you know, I know. <laughs> I know. So, I, uh, I graduated uh, from Strayer. It took me a long time because I started in 
88 in college. And then I stopped because, of course, my, my life took me another era. But when I got here to Cleveland, uh, I mean, to Atlanta, I'm sorry, I miss Cleveland so much. Um, I started in, what, 06 in school, and it took me to 18, off and on, off and on. Stopped for a bunch. About seven years I stopped, then came back, and I, I said, man, let me finish this joint. And uh, I graduated in 18 with a degree in um, business admin with a concentration in marketing. That's hot. That's really mm-hmm. dope. Um, it, it, it's so hard um, to go to school um, because, you know, you're so busy. Um, mm-hmm. That was one of the things with me. Um, I have a degree in computer information systems that I got. Ooh, I, went I went to school in uh, when I graduated from high school. I went straight to college, but that was for my mom. She's like, oh, mm-hmm. you got to have something to fall back on. I'm like, uh, not really. I don't, you know, if I, if I, if I go into this, that's going to make me set my mind to, okay, I have to do this. And that, you know, wow. I'm saying, so I didn't want to go back to school. Um, but when I was going through my divorce, I went back to school and, um, you know, to give me something to keep my mind off of going through my divorce or whatever. So I have another degree in, in, um, in PR and marketing, uh, another, yeah, magnified, you know, yeah, yeah, right. But, um, I'm saying all that to say it, I had to do it online. I had to do it online because I was touring and I was doing all this stuff and it, it became really hard it. for me um, to be able to commit. Um, thankfully, I graduated all honors and all that type of stuff, but um, I definitely understand why you had to stop and go because you had a career where you was on the road, road. I mean, I was on the road too, but yeah. I could do my stuff online. You, 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 you did yours in class? I did mine online. What no way I was going to class. Okay. Because you never know. You never knew when something came up and I had to boom at the last minute. Boom at the last minute. You know, that class attendance part of that grade, I'd have failed. Yeah. And that makes it harder when you do do it online. I had to do it online too. Um, which which took a whole lot of commitment. I was li- I would literally be overseas. The internet is horrible, so I would have to do the homework prior to. I had to do what I had to do, you know, to to make sure that I passed and everything. But it's serious to go back to school. So I commend you for. Yeah. Uh, I've been thinking about going back and getting that master's, but I'm like, I don't know, man. You know, they didn't hit me up too. I'm like, mm, mm. I don't know, dog. I don't know, Danny. Yeah. yeah, I don't know either. So um, what? What projects are you working on right now? Uh, right now, I'm getting ready to touch on some Southern Soul a little bit. I got a couple. I got a record getting ready to come out. It's called Love Like This, and another one called Get to You, which I call the Working Woman's Anthem. Uh, I'm, I'm, you know, mess with Calvin Richardson and them cats, Sir Charles, and all. I'm coming over there and see if I can, you know, steal some of that money they making over there. Willie Clayton and them go hang out with them for a little bit. Still yeah. gonna do my R&B. I'm gonna have to release some R&B records. Uh, get my daughter together, um, and and also, like for those of you, you know, you want to see a good interview. Jason and myself, my original member, uh, we're getting back together to do a new record. Actually, I'm on my way to Ohio uh, tonight or first thing in the morning. We'll be in the studio Monday and Tuesday uh, to do a brand new record. Uh, so get ready for that. We, we're going That's record, photo good. shoot, video shoot all this week. And uh, it's going down, so y'all get ready for that because I'm excited, he's excited, we're excited. Wouldn't you like to be excited too? Did did that come about after y'all um did y'all interview yesterday? We we had been talking about it, and, and we were supposed to start it last year, but uh, I mean, the end of the year, I had like this bad accident. Somebody hit me and my wife from the back, uh, which threw me back like a year of rehab. Uh, boom, you know, I was like ah. Then three weeks, you know, three weeks later, my sister passes. And three weeks later, one of my best homies passes. Right. So, you know, she had five kids. So I'm back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. You know, making sure they good, trying to get them together. And then we get here, and here comes COVID, funky ass. And I'm like, man, just let me get my head together right. and let's get through this. And so I was able this week. I was like, yo, I'm coming. Set the studio up. So time is booked. We recording. It's going down. All right. So speaking of COVID, I just got like two more questions. But speaking yeah. of COVID, you know, how have you been coping with COVID? COVID has definitely been, you know, it's been a, it's actually been, it's been a good thing and a bad thing. Um, the the bad thing is that um, I'm not able to actually get back out there. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I've already been sitting out for almost, well, for over a year. I literally did physical therapy three times a week for a whole hour for an entire year um, on my knee. And I, you know, I had dislocated my shoulder as well. Mm-hmm. So um, I had a lot of shows lined up. I officially got released Me too. in April. So I, I, I had a lot of shows lined up that I was looking forward to. But knowing me, you know how hard I used to go, you know, go at it. I probably would have went too hard too soon. Even though it was a year that I set out, I would have, mm-hmm. I think I would have overdid it, you know? Yeah, it's like that because this thing is addictive. And um, I don't know, man, it's, you know, you, you, sometimes you feel like you want to quit, but it, it's hard. You, you can't let it go. Yeah. You, yeah, you can't let it go. So, you know, I get it. I, I went back from an injury too quick too, and I ended up paying for it. But I mean, you know, man, I don't know, man. It's just, it's just the thing, man. This, this thing here is so addictive. So, yeah. but for me, I, I just stayed my ass in the house, and you know, I did a couple concerts online. Right. Uh, I just went to the store, and I, I just stayed in the house, man. I, I wasn't going nowhere. You know, even though I have my theories, I, I'm just not willing to test it. Yeah. I'm not yeah. willing to test. I'd rather be safe than sorry. You know what I mean? Yeah. So um, Richard said, people see our glory, but don't know our story. Great conversation. Babe. Your glory man, is that. Keep the faith. Oh, man, I, I'm holding on to my faith like it was the last piece of chicken at a cookout. <laughs> and Sparkle said, protection. She said something else, too. And keep. Uh, she said, keep praying for protection and um, everything so last thing um how can people find you i'm everywhere uh dave tolliver on facebook mm-hmm. dave dave men at large on instagram and twitter dave men at large on instagram and twitter and music everywhere solo music dave tolliver is, is everywhere men at large, go get that old catalog it's out there it's on all streaming platforms I treat